Hello, all beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the One You Podcast. This is your host, Josephine Holmberg, and remember, I'm not a native English speaker, so excuse some of my errors, and I hope you will enjoy my lovely Swedish accent. In this podcast, I want to inspire you to live a life to remember in a body that you love. Let's get into this episode. This episode is brought to you by Podmahal. I wanted to start a podcast for so long, but I felt so overwhelmed and I didn't know where to start. I was so busy coaching clients and running my business that I knew I would never have time to learn it all on my own. Podmahal takes all the tech stuff off my plate so I can just show up and record. It's been more than a creative outlet for me. It has completely transformed my marketing workflow so I can spend less time worrying about marketing my business and more time connecting with all of you. If you're ready to share your story, they can help you every step of the way. One new podcast listeners can get $100 off their self-paced PodFit course and done-for-you services at podmahal.com slash one you. So welcome back to the One You podcast. And today I have Sarah Gross with me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, Josephine. Yeah. So so first of all, where are you located in the world? I am in Victoria, BC, Canada. And this morning it was snowing when I first got up. And now it's sunny and well above zero. So I don't know what's going on out there. But Oh, whoa. So do you guys have a lot of snow or? No, hardly yeah. ever. So when it does snow, it's like we take pictures. It's, yeah. it's a special thing. It's like Pacific Northwest weather, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So have you always lived there? Or? No. So I, you know, I grew up partially in Canada, partially in the Middle East uh, near okay. Dubai. And then I spent most of my 20s, I did my PhD in Scotland, and then spent a lot of time traveling with uh, with triathlon, because I was a professional athlete for, for 14 years. So I spent a lot of time in Europe. Um, I can hear your accent. Um, yes. I spent a lot of time in like different um, European countries training and racing. Oh, that's awesome. So for that's great. Mm-hmm. So you did triathlon for or are you still doing it? Not really. Now I do. Actually, I was I was looking at your Instagram and marveling at your strength. Um, since I retired from professional triathloning, um, I've taken up CrossFit. So I've that's been learning, awesome. learning lifting technique and all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah. Do you like it? I love it. Just yeah. love it. I wish I had known more about strength training when I was a professional athlete. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So, okay, so first of all, I'm super interested in hearing more about uh, this summit that you have coming up. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about it and when it is and all that. For sure. So it's March 25th to 27th. It's the Feisty Women's Performance Summit, we call it. My my business is called Feisty Media. We started last year. And essentially, it's, it's designed to curate experts on women's physical and sports performance and bring them in and educate anyone who's interested on those topics, right? So we have education in four pillars, which is like physiology, nutrition, mental health, and culture. Um, And the reason that we talk about things in those four pillars is we don't think you can separate one from the other. You know, like our mental health and our physical health are so connected. The things we believe about food, how we feel about our bodies, all of those things are, are interwoven. So we essentially... Uh, notice that there's a lot of basically there's a lot of bullshit. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Yeah, you're allowed to. There's a lot of <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> there's a lot of crappy information out there for women who are into fitness and and in sports, and it's hard to know what's what, um, especially because we know that not a lot of sports science uh, studies are actually done on women and on our physiology. So figuring out what information we can use and what's useful for us is really hard. So those are the problems we're hoping to solve. Um, and it's the summit is virtual. Um, the end of March and pretty, yeah, we're hoping last year we had 300 over 350 women there. So we're That's aiming amazing. high this year, hoping to get a thousand people at our summit. Yeah, I, I'm sure you will. That's amazing because those are like really important points that are important to address. And so you as like an athlete, when did you, because I feel like it's really recent that I understood that like, me as a female need to like train and eat differently than a man because I know like doing CrossFit mm -hmm. for years I was trying to push myself as hard as men and I felt like I never could I know like I'm not mm -hmm. able to lift as heavy as they do but I felt like they could always push hard and I couldn't so when did you feel that you mm -hmm. like had that transition yeah it's funny because as a pro athlete I I knew and we would talk amongst our, we'd always talk amongst athletes that there was, there were a couple days every month that we didn't feel like we were ready to perform. And that those were days that I would kind of like in the luteal phase right before my period started, you know, like we figured that stuff out by trial and error. Right. So I don't feel like I had one moment where I was suddenly like, oh yeah, I need to figure out my female physiology. It was more just like bits and pieces around that. Or I would find that, you know, sometimes we'd, um, we'd experiment for performance around like intermittent fasting, or we try to eat no carbs for a short period of time. And like, actually we were using information um, and studies designed on men in order to like, to create those training programs. And yeah. I, and a lot of us would just fall apart, you know, yeah, I was going to um, say that. if How we did didn't eat carbs. Feel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would never went to like, to be clear, I never went to like not eating carbs ever, but we'd sometimes try for like a 24 hour period to get like a, you know, to get like, um, like a response from that. Um, and so it was just, it's just actually like little, little pieces all along. And then when we came across, I actually asked Dr. Stacy Sims. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with her. I, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. who I, she actually opened my eyes even more. I kind of like, I feel like I felt it as well earlier that I, it was something, but then when I stumbled across her, that's when I was like, oh, it all makes sense. Why? <laughs> It is like that. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people found that and, and bought the book Roar and started to figure it out. And we asked Stacy five years ago to come and speak at one of our events. And when she spoke, we were trying to, we were all trying to tag her on social media. <laughs> we were like, she's like, she's not on social. Like where, how can we find her? And we thought, okay, we need to get her information out to the world. So like via yeah. the way that people talk to each other now <laughs> in the 21st century. Yeah. So we actually pitched her on like, can we chop up Roar and turn it into an Instagram page and start and start doing that work? Um, so yeah, I was really Stacy um, and Roar and hearing her speak that actually opened my eyes to like, okay, we can get this information all in one place. That's awesome. So you guys helped her to get it out or on social media? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I first have to give credit to Celine Yeager, who co-wrote Roar with her. So Celine okay. had the same experience we did. Um, and she went, she heard Stacy speak, went to Stacy and said, we need to make a book, right? Like we need to, I'm going to write a book for you. Yeah. This. Right. So that's where, that's how Roar came to be. And then a few years later, we were like, 
we found the book and we heard her talk, like I said, and we were like, how come nobody knows about this? Like this book sales had flatlined, you know, it didn't really have a big media push around it. So then that's what kind of what we created. And now we work with Stacey real closely. And we also work with Celine, who um, runs our Feisty Menopause brand and has an amazing podcast um, all about being active through menopause too. So that's awesome. I'm actually doing uh, the course, mm-hmm. Stacey's course, the menopause course right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because yeah, I amazing. Was like, I she just does such a great more. job with the science. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I just said she does such a great job with the science. Yeah. Yeah. She has so much knowledge. It's so interesting. And the way, yeah, it really makes sense. But like talking about like, so you tried those like low carb days when you were a professional athlete, how, like, how did you feel and what did you experience yourself? You know, it worked for, it worked maybe for one day, I think. Like the race that I had off of, I was training in Switzerland at the time at altitude and we would do like from one evening till we we would, I would only recover with protein and fat. So I might make like a big omelet with salmon or something for dinner. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning have like, I was still eating a lot. Um, And then the next morning also having kind of like high fat, high protein meal and then going out for whatever training session we had. And then I think we'd have carbs after that. So I was doing that kind of once a week. Um, And that worked, right? That because it was like a short period of time. And then you create that extra, um, like that kind of like your muscles are so depleted of glycogen at that point that like your training adaptation becomes massive. Yeah. Um, But uh, at other times when we've tried it, like for example, I've tried doing every morning without taking any carbs before training that just, I would feel flat. I would never have a good, I'd never be able to reach my high end in the morning. Um, so that definitely was not working for me and would, and would be sort of different at different times a month too. Right? Oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, and also like, how do you mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. cognitive wise, like brain, like thinking and all that? Did- it affect that as well or only the bodily performance? Yeah, great question. I don't know how much I use my brain back in those days. Um, yeah, I think if you – honestly, my experience with with brain fog is more to do with um, is with not eating. Yeah. Right? So – or with like, you know, so if I – I would get worse brain fog if I haven't eaten enough. Yeah. Um, and so – it's hard to know what's what at some point because, you know, it's That's hard to sometimes true. keep up with your calories and sometimes we're being overly cautious about how much we take in. Yeah. But did you experiment with intermittent fasting as well? Not like, yes, in that I would do because exercise itself, you know, is a form of like it creates the same um, impetus as fasting does in terms of yeah. your body. So if you exercise, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I know that I'm not saying that the, my language isn't right on that, but, um, so I would sometimes do long runs in the morning on, in just having just had black coffee. Um, yeah. and I, I just, I know that I would leave myself so depleted, especially like imagine doing like a three hour run in the Swiss Alps with only coffee, like that just wasn't a good idea. You know, no. by the end of the run, you feel like you want to walk, right? <laughs> yeah. So crazy. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for how long did you do the triathlon? When did you start and like, when did you feel like So you- I was, 
Yeah, I did my first triathlon in 1999, which that's going to tell you how old I am. Um, <laughs> and I was a professional athlete for 14 years um, from 2003 until about 2017. Yeah. That's so great. And you competed all over Europe or all over the world? Yeah, I'm definitely all over the world. I did Ironman. So especially when I first started, there there aren't that many races, right? So, and you also, like, you gather points in kind of like a world tour kind of thing in order to qualify for the world championships in, in Hawaii. So, um, yeah, I definitely have gone to races in, in Australia and South Africa, um, North America, of course, Brazil. I raced in Brazil six times. Um, that was really That's fun. Awesome. So I, yeah, I'm just definitely feel really, really grateful that I got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And then after that, how was the transition when you like decided to stop like competing and triathlons? Like what did you do instead? And like how, because I know like as, like I do a lot of bikini shows right now and I know like transitioning between like off for me like between an on season mm -hmm. and off season you kind of like lose a little bit of when it's time to go like after a competition you kind of like you feel like you lose a little bit of your uh, purpose or like the why you're yeah doing it. how did that how yeah that, like, no totally matter? You know, I think because I had the same thing, like I had an Ironman's a really big thing to prepare for and you typically only do two or three a year. So yeah. probably like your bikini shows, it's like I was already used to that up and down rhythm, you know, so I knew that it was coming that I that I needed to keep moving or keep doing something or or navigate having new goals, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, but also I was a little bit burnt out. Like I was kind of done with the hard training and with yeah. honestly, like putting my body through the pain of, um, like anaerobic intervals and that kind of stuff. So I, um, I think I managed to refocus pretty quickly on my business, right? Like really, I think feisty media is, um, is how I just, I said, I just made myself a really huge goal, like building a media company. How do you even do that? Right? Like, it's yeah. like, is it, and then I just kind of went all in on it. So all of that energy, that competitive energy and the desire to achieve like, all just kind of went into that bucket. Um, and then it wasn't too long before I started CrossFit because I knew I needed something. I was running a lot, but I knew I needed something a little bit more um, intense and engaging and, and different for me. So CrossFit really filled that physical void in terms of being like this, you know, I could do for me, for me are short workouts, but you get a lot of bang for your buck in those workouts. Right. So, um, I really appreciate the fact that CrossFit even exists, um, and that I was able to do it. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's awesome. So is that when you started your business or had you started it before that, but you, the feisty media? Yeah. No. Yeah. Good question. We, I had been part of a media push to try to get equal slots, uh, for the female pros at the Ironman world championship, because at the time we only got 35 slots and the men got 50 for some dumb reason, even Whoa. though we have equal prize money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was near the end of my career. And as a result, I had talked to a lot of journalists because we really were pushing hard to try to make this change. And, and I thought, you know, 
like being a journalist, that's something that could really make a difference and I could see myself being good at. So I started to look into options um, and I realized pretty quickly that media is like a strange and changing landscape right now. You know, like how media companies that used to sell newspapers and magazines have transitioned online um, and how even now separately, like how mainstream television, most people are now, excuse me, consuming content online and like, oh, this is just messy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it is. So I decided I wanted to start my own thing. <laughs> it is, right? Like, yeah. and so, yeah, I decided I was better off starting my own thing. Um, and yeah. And so I just decided I started with one podcast and then very quickly two podcasts and just started, you know, talking to people about the things that we wanted to talk about. I love that. So when was this? You said 2000. Mm -hmm. That was 2017. Yeah. So I officially launched around September. We always go, what, what's the birthday? I don't really know what the official, but it's around September 2017. Yeah. Um, I had a launch party in March of 2018 too, once we had a few things actually in place. So that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, and when did you um, get to know like Stacey and work closer to her? So we had, we had a summit in Arizona called that. We still have it. The outspoken women in triathlon summit. And the first year we had, that was 2018 in, it was kind of like end of November, early summit? December. Summit or? It was. So it, we were okay. in person for two years and then we were, um, and then we went virtual for two years. So yeah. now we're like really hoping to be, um, to be in person again this fall. Uh, but yeah, so we invited Stacy to come and speak and she was in the middle of a four or five, like she was speaking at four or five different places in the U S cause she lives in New Zealand. So we just got her, we just happened to hit her at the right time. She came. I, I knew her because she had been on um, one of our podcasts called Iron Women. And yeah. that episode had like more listens than any of our other episodes. I think I've listened uh, to And I knew one. a lot of pro athletes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, yeah, it got shared a lot, I guess. We were pretty early on the Stacey thing. Now, yeah. you know, she's on so many podcasts. Uh, yeah, we see the requests coming through first, social media all the time. When I first found her, I was like, I was just like, like googling all and listening to all the podcasts that he, she had been on <laughs> because I just wanted to know more. I love that. Yeah, that's like that's what we thought. We were like everybody wants this information. Like, yeah, let's go. Um so yeah, that was how we first um came across Stacy. I love that. That's awesome. So is that like is that what you're now doing uh the virtual summit that is happening in the end of March, is that kind of the same or is that like a different one than the one you did in Arizona? Yeah. So now we've grown quite a lot. So we have, um, four, one, two, we have four events. Now we have a, we have the women's performance summit, which is about essentially about women's performance across all sports or for any active woman. Um, we have our menopause summit, which has a similar theme, but it's for women specifically in their forties and above. Um, we have the triathlon summit, which is outspoken, um, which is the one that we, it was our original one because we were triathletes. Um, and that's in the fall. And then now we have a gravel, um, gravel cycling, uh, event that we just launched, which is our first time doing a sports event. So oh. like people actually ride, 
Yeah. So it's basically this, it's happening in Bentonville in April. And it's basically like for women who want to ride gravel and learn, work on their technique um, and have all just kinds of like different rides across the weekend. I love that. There's so much going on. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I have, um, now we have about 10 people on our team. Um, and so it's just been like a really fun and interesting journey um, growing from like just me to like, actually now I have to figure out, okay, what kind of culture do I want for my business or what kind of systems or how do I want to communicate? And those are totally different questions than the beginning when I was just like, how do I make this work? How do I get someone to pay me to do this? You know, <laughs> Exactly. But that, that's awesome. Um, so for the summit now coming up, uh, who like, who are the speakers or can you tell me that? Or is that like kind of like? For sure. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that you asked because I should have said it before. Yeah. <laughs> so of course we have Stacy on the main stage. Um, she's one of our headliners. Um, we have Amelia Boone, the obstacle course racer. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a four-time world champion in obstacle course racing. She's an ultra runner. And she also has been like very open about eating disorders, uh, which is totally part of her story that we want to tell as well. Um, we have Alison Desir, who wrote Running While Black. Um, and she sort of started a big movement around uh, being more inclusive in the sport of running. We have, okay, now, oh, Lael Wilcox, who was the first woman to win um, the American Trans Am bike race. So it's one oh. of those really long bike races um, that goes across the country. And she won outright, like she beat the men too. Um, That's so yeah, that was like, I remember when that came out. Yeah. I always love these sports where the women can win. <laughs> it's like, Me too. Um, so I'm excited to hear from her and I I'm forgetting someone. I, it will come to me, but you know, though, th that's kind of our main stage. And then in the breakout sessions, we tend to get like vetted experts. So we'll, we'll recruit like people who may not have a huge following, but who have expertise in things like, um, in like women's physiology, they might have a PhD or be a medical doctor, um, or someone or a nutritionist dietitian, people who can really speak to like women specific, have women specific information in our four pillars. So those are the, that's how we sort of populate the, uh, like the breakout sessions too. So we're getting that like quality information and have the inspiring keynotes on the main stage. I love that. That's awesome. So it's during three days, you said? Yes. So it starts on a, it's a weekend. So it starts on Friday night, the 25th of March. Um, and it goes until about midday, a little after midday on Sunday, the 27th. And it's all virtual. So like, and, and everything's recorded. So oh, if nice. people don't want to be there, it, like for the whole weekend or, you know, people are out doing their own exercise fun, you know, uh, it's, you can watch it later too. Um, so That's it makes great. it pretty easy yeah. for people to come so What times, uh, like, is it PST, like the time zone it's going to happen or? Yeah, we try to make it, um, friendly for people, at least in the, in the U S and Canada. So we start at like, I think it's 4 PM PST. So that's okay. 7 PM you know, EST so that, that people can watch. So then people in the UK, for example, um, could watch that the next morning or in Australia, they can watch, they can watch in the morning as well. Exactly. So we, we try to, we try to make it a little inclusive. And like I say, like you can always watch it things later. Um, exactly. We had a joke last year, actually. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to ask if, like, even if you're there in person, like, do, can you get the recording as well to watch it again? Or how does that work? Yeah, so we sell two different tickets. One is the Weekender ticket, uh, which is $99. And then one is the, like, all-access ticket, which is 149 And that ticket gets you access for a year. That's so, like, awesome. you can go in and watch it as, as many times as you want all year long with yes. that all-access ticket. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And you were going to say something. Last year... Oh, I was just saying last year, one of our the, um, one of our moderators made this joke of like that we had to be time inclusive when we were announcing everything. So it was like everyone who came on the stage went, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so crazy how it is with all like the time zones. and Yeah, it's hard to choose times that are good for everyone, right? Or even sometimes I have meetings where someone's in New Zealand and someone's in Europe and someone's in... Canada. Like, that must be so hard. Somebody's there. Coordinate. Yeah, somebody's there. At, exactly. Like 11 p.m. Just like, okay, I've got a work call now. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. No, but this this sounds like a great summit. Really, I'm definitely gonna be there. And if I can't be there, I'm definitely Amazing. gonna watch it after. Cool. Yeah. So, so what else? Anything else you like feel like you want to share about like around the summit or not really? Maybe just follow us on social media. Yeah. We have, we're like feisty underscore media. Um, and that's sort of where we're we can find out about the summit too. And our website for the summit's womensperformance.com. So that's where folks can go. There's like we're like publishing articles there. And I do a podcast every week called the Women's Performance Podcast. And we have same sort of thing. We we try to get experts in the various across our four pillars uh, to get to continue to get good information to women. You know, it's so important. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend everybody go listen to your podcast for sure. And we'll also like, I'll leave the info for the summit and your Instagram and the show notes. Um, and yeah, is there anything else you want to share before we jump off? No, just like, thank you so much for yeah. um, having me. It's fun to talk to you. Um, I love, I'm so glad I found you too, because now I will yeah. follow you on Insta. No, and the bikini contest is not my world, but I love it. It's very interesting. Yeah, thank you. It is really interesting. It's like... Um, yeah, I haven't, I've been doing it for a few years, but not too many, like just since 2019. So that's also like, I'm trying mm. to figure it out with hormones and like all that as well. So, but yeah, thank you so, so much yeah. for yeah. being on. And I'm really excited for the summit and to learn even more about all that. And yeah, thank you. Great. Thanks, Josephine. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the One You podcast. Please, please, please make sure to leave a review and share with someone that you think will benefit from this content. Um, and also make sure to follow me on Instagram at I am Josephine Holmberg if you want more nutrition, training, motivation and inspiration, etc. And if you have any questions at all, please email me at josephine at josephineholmberg.com. Looking forward to see you next time.